0: Let's go to Luke chapter 13 tonight. This here is another one of those messages. It's very important. It it amazes me how the Lord is helping with all of this. But this is something about, I think on these things for a while. You know, weeks. And keep thinking about it and and suddenly it'll just open. And everything just opens up. So let's read these scriptures here, and then we'll get right with it here. Luke chapter 13, verses 10 through 13. Let's start in verse 10. It says, And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity eighteen years, and was bowed together, and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him, and said unto her, Woman, Thou art loose from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Alright, we're going to talk about the spirit of infirmity. Alright, let's pray. Father, thank you again for the blessings and uh, for the good songs. Thank you for the good word of God and for the truth that is so rich and so helpful and so uh, life-given to us. Help us, Lord, to receive it tonight. And I pray there'd be clarity and understanding and Holy Spirit that you'd minister and deal in every heart and life here tonight and others who might hear. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, now the woman in this scripture here had a spirit of infirmity. It's the only time it's mentioned in the Bible. Spirit of infirmity. The words don't indicate here that she had anything wrong with her body. Not at all. She had a spirit of infirmity. Although Jesus laid his hands on her and she straightened up, she was made straight, the problem is clearly identified in this case as a spiritual problem, not a physical problem. She had a spirit of infirmity. Nothing is said about anything being healed in her body. Rather, she is loosed from the spirit of infirmity to which she had yielded control of her own spirit 18 years before. The spirit of infirmity had taken control of her mind and emotions and her very life until she was bowed together upon herself so that she, could, she couldn't look anywhere but down on the ground like she's looking into her grave or looking at herself, her own body. It's what a spirit of infirmity does to you. You get focused on yourself and mostly on your body. So that's what a spirit of infirmity does. It makes a person focus upon themselves and the problems, whether they're real or imagined in their body. Now, you're going to have to listen to me. Some of you go away and say, Well, I just don't agree with that. I'll tell you what. You better listen. If you do, you'll be lying because I'm going to hit this balanced and right tonight. It prevents people from looking up or out and they just fold in and on themselves. That's why she's bowed. She was bowed upon herself. But anyway, this poor woman had thought herself sick for 18 years. Think about it. Pitiful, ain't it? That wasn't nothing wrong with her. People don't feel sorry for people, generally, who think they're sick and they're not sick, do they? That's true. Most people can tell after a while, you know, 18 years, she probably didn't get much sympathy from anybody else. But Jesus knew what the real problem was. Just because she wasn't sick but thought she was doesn't mean she didn't have a big problem.
1: That's
0: right. A person can have a spirit of infirmity without having anything really wrong with their body. I mean, that's such an obvious fact that it shouldn't even require much expounding on it. It's, you know, doctors have known forever about placebos. Everybody knows what that is, don't you? It's a sugar pill. It's nothing. It's just candy. But it looks like medicine and you give it to somebody that thinks they're sick <laughs> and they get well. <laughs> they're, they've proven that they're very effective. Yes. Oh, yeah. They use them a lot. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Doctors have known forever about them and how they're so very effective in treating people who think they're sick but have nothing really wrong with their body. A person can be really sick and not have a spirit of infirmity. Mm -hmm. Not all sickness is spiritual in its origin. Now, you know, some uh, religious people, I have to call them that, they think that all sickness is caused by devils. Well, no, it's not. That's not true. You know, other than the fact that sin has brought corruption into the world and into every aspect of God's creation, that's the only way you can connect sickness with always being a spiritual problem. Sin is a spiritual problem, and sin brought all this corruption into the world, but we get sick because of the corruption. Infirmities can be caused by germs, viruses, as we well know, toxins, Poison, injuries, or simply anomalies that occur in the process of life in this corrupt environment in which we live. You know, children are born with problems. Things just happen. Nobody has any explanation. There's no reason why. There was nothing that really caused it. It just happened. And so they're weak, or they're feeble, not whole, or they're crippled. That's all that is infirmity. Not all sickness is spiritual in its origin. A person who will not let a spirit of infirmity gain control of their mind will be the kind of person who just goes on anyway, sick or not, without letting the infirmity stop them in their work or their duties or their responsibilities. But this is not the case with most people because sickness is usually a good way to get attention and to get out of responsibilities and duties. Uh, Dakota, do you think that everybody that calls in sick is sick? No, I doubt it. Very seriously. Gary, do you think that it's your job? Do you think that everybody that calls in and says, I'm sick, is really sick? Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a good excuse. It's a good thing to use to get out of work, to get out of responsibility, to get attention and sympathy for yourself. It's very important to realize a few facts right here in this matter. First of all, infirmities are a reality that we all live with in this world. Infirmity means an unsound or unhealthy state of the body, weakness, feebleness. It also means weakness or failing of the mind, infirmity. It means a weakness of resolution, just you just ain't got no backbone. That's an infirmity. Any particular disease, malady, applied to chronic rather than to violent diseases. Chronic. It's a defect, an imperfection, a weakness. Now that's what the Webster Dictionary, 1828 Dictionary, defines infirmity as. So now we understand what infirmity is. It's a weakness, it's a sickness, it's a a defect in our body or in our mind. Or in our will. People do get sick. That's the thing. And we all have many infirmities throughout our lives. You know, most of us have been through sicknesses or injuries that took weeks or months to get through. Man, I've been sick for weeks. Different times. Bad. And, you know... My wife always is a good nurse. She has compassion on me, unlike some other people, but, you know, she really does. (laughs) And I'm thankful about that, but I don't think I milk it. I appreciate it, but I don't require it. When I'm sick, really, like that, I want everybody to leave me alone. (laughs)
1: Leave
0: me alone (laughs) and let me suffer till it gets past this. I don't enjoy it. I hate the sickness more than I enjoy the attention. That's true. So, I want to get past this. It's a fact of life. Everybody gets sick. Some people get sick more than others. It's a fact of life that all of us have infirmities that we got to go through. We've all been sick for the past three weeks here. So as this virus has made its way through our families, most of us, I'm thankful for everybody that hasn't had it. Yes. Our prayer list is all about infirmities, isn't it? What do we pray about? Mostly. Sick
1: people.
0: Yeah. Sick people. Infirmities, problems that has to do with health. So understand that there's a difference between infirmity and a spirit of infirmity. And that's why I pointed out to you this, this scripture here. And if you just read it close, that's what it was. That's exactly what it was. So... The spirit of infirmity is one of the most powerful spiritual forces that we'll encounter in our life. I hope you'll understand when we talk here for a minute about it. One of our infirmities is that we're very susceptible to yield to the influence of the spirit because of the infirmity of our flesh. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Now, our body is pretty important to us. And when it begins to fail us, we get alarmed. And that's when the door is unlocked and opened for the spirit of infirmity to come in and set up a stronghold in here. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That's what happens to people like this woman we just read about. It's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual problem. Not necessarily the infirmity, but that spirit of infirmity. When it gets in and establishes a stronghold through the infirmity then you got a worse problem than just the infirmity. Mm -hmm. This woman, something happened to her 18 years ago, and it's long past, but she still bowed down with this spirit of infirmity. She never let go of it. Did you ever know anybody like that? I know people all over the place. I've watched people die when there was no reason for them to die. No physical, medical reason for them to die. But to die anyway. Mm -hmm. Because they thought themselves sick. Why do you do that? Because there's a spirit that has a hold of your mind. And in control of your thoughts. To the point that you can't get loose from it. That's what it took here. It took the Lord. It took the Lord to say to her. Woman. Woman. You are loosed from your infirmity. <laughs> it's gone. Straighten up. And she did when he touched her. Yes, sir. The woman in our scripture here, it had been a long time. She, she had some kind of infirmity 18 years before and it had been long gone. But the woman was still focused on it and constantly tormented by the fear of its return. Yes. And this is what happens to so many people and they are effectively neutralized by the devil as far as being of any usefulness to other people as well as to the kingdom of God. In fact, they become a burden to others and their life becomes a series of misery and woe and fear of being sick, even though they're not. So a spirit of infirmity strikes fear into you. That's how you know it's the spirit of the devil. It's focusing on you and on your body and it's striking fear into you. God don't do that. The Holy Spirit of God does not do that to you. He does not deal with you that way. The way to deal with the spirit of infirmity is the same way we deal with every other spiritual evil. First, we put our faith in God and trust Him no matter what the circumstances may look like. Now get these. Second, we got to recognize and identify that the problem is a spiritual problem and that this is an evil spirit of infirmity that has us bowed together and tormenting us with infirmity we have or that we think we have or that we think we might have. That's an evil spirit of infirmity. And third, we resist the devil. We identified him. We resist him what does the Bible say he will do? Flee from, you. Flee from us. He'll flee from you. Mm-hmm. Finally, we yield control of our spirit to God who will comfort us and calm us and assure us regardless of the circumstances. Even if there is a real infirmity, God will comfort us. Spirit of infirmity won't comfort you. It's just the opposite. So, there you go. You're a child of God. You go to the doctor. The doctor says, oh. Immediately, what are you doing? Getting scared. I remember a preacher telling me one time, said he went in, and had, he's been having pains, and he went to the doctor, and, and while he was waiting to see the doctor, he was sitting in the office there, and they had posters on the wall, and he got to reading about the signs and symptoms of cancer, and he, he, he had every one of them. He said before he got in to see the doctor, he had been through the funeral, and his wife and kids are crying, and, you know, played the whole thing out. <laughs> well... That's the way it happens, but what is doing that? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That is a spirit of infirmity. Mm -hmm. Sure is. It's a spirit of infirmity that torments us and strikes fear into us about any sickness or injury or problem with our body. When you realize, listen to me, when you realize your imagination is running away with you because of some pain or abnormality or other feeling in your body... Also realize that you have a spirit of infirmity that's trying to get control of your mind and emotions. You need to realize that. And you also need to realize the older you get, the more pains you're gonna have. And every time something goes don't think is it. (laughs) Oh no I knew it was gonna happen sooner or later. You just go and then you keep going. You don't give place to the devil. Right. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this through clear enough or not, but it'll sure help you if, you if you listen to this and understand. This is what happens to a person when they sit in the doctor's office waiting to have a test done that might show they have cancer or some other problem. That's what happens. Your imagination just starts running away with you. When you find out that there is a problem, then your imagination starts running away with you. And everybody will do just what that preacher I just told you about does. You'll run through the whole thing. That's it. What if I die? What if this? What if? I, what if? What if? What if? What if? Well, now, is that God? Is that the, the spirit of truth? No. Is it the, the comforter? No, it's not. You know it's not. So who is it? What is my imagination? No, there's the spiritual battle happens in your mind. And so when you realize your thoughts are going that route, you better, you better deal with it as a spiritual matter with what what we just said how to do it recognize that it's a spiritual problem and identify it and then resist it as such say get thee behind me Satan what do you think you're trying to do to me if you don't rule your own spirit you're going to be like a city whose walls are broken down You've got to keep the walls up and you've got to fight in this spiritual battle or you're defeated.
1: Yes, sir.
0: At that point, that spirit, when your imaginations are working like that, that spirit's very close to breaking through and usurping your spirit and gaining a stronghold in your mind, which is a very great danger. See, that's what happens. Don't you see that it becomes an obsession? It becomes all you can think about. It becomes what you focus on, what you dream about, what you have nightmares about. Yeah, it's what you, you spend all your time searching for answers, looking for help or sympathy or something. We should be more afraid of that happening than any sickness or infirmity that we might really have in our body. We ought to be more afraid, more resistant. Again, the devil getting a stronghold in our mind and heart. Than of having cancer or anything else. You believe in God, believe also in me. Let not your heart be troubled. (laughs) This is Jesus' counsel to us. So, if what's the worst that can happen to me? I die and go to heaven. Ain't that awful? (laughs) So you're just making light of it. No, I'm not. I'm just being truthful about it. I'm telling you how you ought to think and how I ought to think. If this ain't a reality to us, what are we playing games about it for? Why pretend and play games and act like we believe something that we don't really believe when it comes down to the test? To live the rest of our life under the oppression of a spirit of infirmity is a worse faith and being diagnosed with terminal cancer. It really, really is. I'd rather get sick and die in a few months than to live for another 30 years thinking I'm sick all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: And dreading and feeling every pain and every little thing in my body that don't work right and thinking that's, that's more of it. That's more of it. That's eating me up. I don't want to live like that. Man, that's oppression. That's bondage. It's not supposed to be that way for a child of God. Who does your body belong to? God. He bought you. You are bought with a price. You're not your own. So why do we worry about it so much? Our life is in God's hands. Our body's in God's hands. He's in control of it. He, He can and He will do with it whatever He pleases. And whatever He, in His divine wisdom... Seeing everything and knowing all deems best. And our part is to simply trust Him. And not listen to a devil whispering in our ear, (laughs) Oh, it's going to hurt. You're going to die. You better do this. Spirit of infirmity will dominate your mind and feelings concerning your health and well-being of your body. It's a thing nowadays. I see people, you know... Now, your body is not a trash can. Who said that the other day, Seth? Yeah. It's not. And we're to not to dishonor our body. And we're not to defile our body. But you're not to worship your body either. It's just the tabernacle that we live in here. And God dwells in it here, so we ought to honor it. But it's not to be worshipped. And it's not to be the focus of everything we do in life. But that's what it becomes to so many people yep. over the way it looks, you know. Yep. Uh, the beauty, the attractiveness of it. The people are... Uh, that's to actually worship their body. They put it above everything else. So, But that's a spirit of infirmity that causes people to obsess with health and what they can eat or take or do to keep themselves healthy. Simple. I mean... I've lived a long time, and and if I go to the doctor, they say, "What medications are you on?" I say, "None." (laughs) What? You know, they're always like, "You mean they stop?" They do like this. They go, (laughs) "You're not taking any kind of medication?" No, never have. They just can't understand that because everybody else is, because everybody wants to live and be healthy. (laughs) yeah that's what i'm saying seth this thing is a big deal and it's it's it involves almost everybody now because just like this virus thing see that's the deal everybody's afraid of getting sick yes much more than they ought to be uh, yeah, and then they ever have. I mean, we've had the flu that's killed people. We've got cancer that kills people. People die in car wrecks all the time, and uh, and and you know the only things they focus on is something like this or guns,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: and everything else don't matter. Right. It's spiritual evil. It's a spiritual problem. Right. It's not just reason and logic and facts. They don't deal with facts anymore. This world don't. But it's the spirit of infirmity that causes people to obsess with this stuff, and you know what I'm talking about. I watch people, and they do it, man. They go off the deep end. It becomes all their life is about. They make it their life thing, mm-hmm. and they just throw God in just here and there, just to kind of like salt or something, yeah. to just kind of make it all seem like it's holy and right and godly. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the devil. He does that, you know. Yes, sir. He likes a little bit of religion with all of the evil. This evil spirit of a devil will cost you everything else in life before he's through with you. You hear me? When a person focuses on their pains and weaknesses that are usually not anything abnormal at all, they'll eventually be ignored by everybody else who gets tired of it. <laughs> you remember the old lady in the church? Over Over yonder. You didn't. Nobody dared ask her how you been doing this week, because you ain't getting loose from her. And if and you you didn't shake her hand, because she wouldn't turn you loose. Exactly. I mean, she would just hold on to you. You could just pull and pull, and she just.
1: Oh, yes. Let me tell
0: you about it this week. I will tell you, my back hurt me and my hips, and it was just. A... Yeah. Okay. It's this is the real deal. It's a real thing. All families have them. All churches have them. Everywhere you go, you got them. You got somebody that's always... What do we call them? There you go. Hypochondriac. But it's just another word for a spirit of infirmity. Is what it is. A spirit of infirmity will eventually leave you alone with your misery. Being sick or crippled or weak is no fun. But thinking we are when we're really not, that's far worse state to be in yeah. now we got to be wise enough to take care of our body when there's a real problem with it you know i mean it's just like dad i don't i mean if he you know that's i got to stay after him and not so much this week because he's too sick right. to violate the rules but mm-hmm. but it, otherwise he'd be outside the doctor said, don't go out in this heat. Stay inside. Stay out of this heat. But if he gets feeling just a little bit better, he's going to be back to the sawmill. And, but see, that's not a spirit of infirmity to be wise enough to take care of yourself long enough to get better.
1: Right.
0: We are doing nobody any good and we're harming ourselves when we will not do what is necessary to let our body heal from whatever infirmity has come upon it. Right. You know, you cause everybody else more problems. And yourself. That's true. When you won't let this thing heal up before you get out and mess up something else. Right. Yeah. Older people are bad about this, you know. Mm-hmm. Older people fall. And their bones are brittle and they break their bones. And you know, like... You just hang around this town and if the little lady down the street here is still kicking next winter, come when there's ice on and watch and you'll see her out walking with a stick with her pajamas on trying to get to the post office in the ice. You won't see her any other time doing that. That's the truth. I've helped her in more than once down here because here she come, you know, trying to climb over a snowbank. And she can't hardly stand up on dry ground. But if they get out and they fall and break her hip, then what Then what do you got? Then somebody's got to take care of them. Somebody's got to haul them back and forth to the doctor. Somebody's got to be with them, check on them, help them up and down, get them to the bathroom and back. And You're not doing people any favors when you won't take care of yourself and realize what state you really are in. So you got the two extremes, see? People that just want to be sick and think they're sick all the time. And then you got people that just won't behave themselves when they are sick. Now, at the same time, we need to be wise enough to know when the infirmity's passed and get on with life and forget about it. Right. It's done. I'm healed up now. Exactly. I'm not sick now. Right. How can you do that? I thought you were sick. I mean, don't you still feel bad? Oh, I felt bad for No, I this- I don't know what the joy is in being sick. I don't like it. Don't like to talk about it. Yeah. I just want to get through it so I can go on. Yes, sir. And I don't want to sit around and talk about it. Well, how'd you feel when you had it? I mean, when you.
1: <laughs>
0: Let's talk about all our symptoms and see if we've got the same. <laughs> We need to be concerned about others and the things of God more than we are about our own weaknesses, pains, and physical problems, infirmities. We need to be wise enough not to let a devil talk us into thinking about ourselves all the time and whatever physical problems we might have or face in the future. Is God going to... Now, seriously, think about this. Honestly, now, will God give you thoughts like that and lead you into thinking like that? You know, boy, I wonder if I'm gonna. I just wonder if this arthritis is going to cripple me like it did so and so. And then you pick these pictures in your mind of you sitting somewhere all crippled up. I mean, is that God dealing with you, preparing you for the future? No, that ain't how it works. God don't do that. So we need to be wise enough to realize that that's the devil talking to us. We need to be wise enough and spiritually discerning enough to realize that many times... Our infirmity is a means God's using for some divine purpose that we don't know about and may never know about this side of heaven. Right. Y'all hear what I saying? Yes. Sometimes the sickness is of God. Now I know there's religions that don't believe that, but they're wrong. That's right. I can show you in the Bible where they're wrong. Sometimes there were sicknesses that were meant to be for a purpose, for God's purposes that he was working we need to be diligent not to let a devil steal the opportunity for God to use us for his purpose you with me still some of the greatest fountains of spiritual blessings sprang from a bed of affliction or a wheelchair or a dying saint who didn't allow a spirit of infirmity to overwhelm his spirit even unto the death some of the richest things we've got to read to think upon truths that were just brought out to us songs in these hymn books came from a bed of affliction from somebody's bad infirmity so it might be something that God's doing on purpose using you for some purpose that you don't know anything about so don't let the devil come in and into your mind and say, boy, you got it bad. I'm telling you, you're pitiful. It's Everybody ought to feel sorry for you. Everybody ought to help you. You you got it worse than anybody. Why does have to happen to you? That's the devil talking to you. Yes, sir. So, like I said so many times, we need to die living, not live dying. Amen. It's a part of the spiritual battle that we're involved in. And this spirit of infirmity is one of our most formidable foes. He really is because... He comes in the door immediately. Now, it's, I don't care who you are. He's going to be there. When you, you know, you get a cold, that ain't so bad. You get something worse. The worse it is, the more frightening it is for you. That your body is under attack or failing or in danger. You got to fight the good fight of faith. You trust God. Recognize this. Just about done. You ain't going to believe it, are you? But, but watch for Him. Yes. Recognize Him. The spirit of infirmity. This woman had a spirit of infirmity. She didn't have an infirmity anymore. She had a spirit of infirmity. Just like so many people. Watch for Him. Recognize Him. Resist Him. And cast all you care upon the Lord, for He careth for you. Yes. Listen to this. I've got two verses I'll read and then we'll be done. Romans eight twenty six. Likewise the Spirit, that's capital S, Holy Spirit, also helpeth our infirmities. Do you know that? We need the Spirit's help because the Spirit of infirmity, the devil, the spirits of devils, They use it as the opportunity because we're very vulnerable. But the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. See, read this verse in light of this matter. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Boy, ain't that wonderful? Because when you're sick and you can't really pray, I mean, it's hard to be spiritual when you're sick. Really sick. Mm-hmm. You remember Hudson Taylor said he couldn't pray. It was laid out for five years and he said, I, did, I couldn't pray. I couldn't think. But out of that five years, he said that was the most profitable time of his life spiritually. See, the Spirit also helpeth with our infirmities. Mm-hmm. And he intercedes for us. Make an intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. We don't know what we ought to even pray for. Well, ought to pray to be healed. You sure that's always the will of God? You sure that's what we always ought to pray? Well, I know this. When you're sick, you don't know what to pray. It's just, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Oh, oh, oh. I feel so bad. Oh. Ain't it a good thing the Spirit of God is helping? You don't even know it. You don't even know what to pray. Alright, then there's another verse. Proverbs 18, verse 14. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. What about that? But a wounded spirit, who can bear? You better keep your spirit right with God. You better walk after the spirit. Be led by the spirit of God. Because you got troubles in life, and this is a big one right here. And this is where the devil gets in a lot of times. You know, I told you I've thought about this for weeks, and that's and what I've been thinking about. I may have mentioned of a few things before, but I've just noticed this in people. I've known preachers, good men, that they'll do fine until this comes along. And then it just, man, it just sidelines them completely. They get so obsessed with the sickness, the infirmity, that they can't, they're no good for nothing else. They're just grounded in every other area because they're so obsessed with this. People that get sick and... and you get sick, one of these? Yeah, well, I probably will. Yeah, probably will. Unless I just drop dead sometimes. And that'd be the best way. But that ain't up to me. But I am trying to prepare myself not to be this way. Not to just become so obsessed that all I think about is what's wrong with me and how I'm going to get out of this and what to do and where's some more help and is this doctor doing right and where's my medicine and boy yeah. ah, I've watched this and quite a few loved ones and other people I know and it becomes all they think about they can't function in anything else they can't be sidelined and taken away into anything else because they're so occupied with this Life ain't no good like that. God don't mean us to live life like that. He don't mean for a sickness, infirmity, whatever it is, to do that to us, to bow us together in on ourselves so we can't see nothing but that grave. Yeah, that's right. mm-hmm. Paul didn't do that. He gloried in his infirmities, he said. He said, when I'm weak, that's when I'm strong. So he went on and on. I saw a whole bunch of verses there today like that. And I, I can't. Deal with that. That'll take too long. It's already 10 after 8 and we're overwhelming the air conditioner. So, Don't let the spirit of infirmity get you. Practice this. Remember this. It's coming to all of us. We've been sick the last three weeks. That ain't the last time we're going to be sick. promise you. There's worse things ahead.
1: Well, I'll give you some good news for you, Lee.
0: You can be ready for it. You know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. This is the way. This is the way. Amen. Don't let that spirit of infirmity get in and get a hold of you. He gets a hold of people who are well. Sure. Yep. People, some people are well and they're just looking at everybody else's infirmities and they, they get that spirit of infirmity. That's all. Think about just,
1: really
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Drink this. Eat this. It'll help you. Mm. Let me rub this on you. <laughs> Well, we all need all the help we can get, but we don't need to let a spirit take over our minds. You better have God in the front of everything, and you better trust Him. First of all, live or die. If I live, I live unto Him. If I die, I die unto Him. Whether I live or die, I'm Christ. Doesn't matter. Be absent from the bodies, be present with the Lord. God's first. Amen. Father, thank you for the Word of God and thank you for the truth here. Pray you'd help us to understand this. Pray it would be clear enough to, to be of some help, Lord, to all of us here. Help us to live right and holy before you. And I pray you'd be pleased with us and trust in you through whatever comes. And help us, Lord, not to, not to worship the creature more than the Creator. Help us, Lord, to keep you in your rightful place. And keep the devil out of our minds and hearts which belong to you. And out of control of our bodies. They belong to you also. Lord, give us wisdom to do these things in Jesus' name. Amen.